welcome to our Christian viewing experience. I am Noah Wilder. Uh, hi, this is Elias Chavez. Um, this is our Christian viewing experience, and today we're going to be bringing Christian messages out of secular media. Right. I'm going to be discussing movie, and you're going to be discussing... Movie. Uh, good. <laughs> we're in agreement. We yeah, shake actually, hands and break. <laughs> one specific character in one movie. There you go. And I'm going to be talking about... Um, Knives Out. The <laughs> every character, <laughs> every yeah, in Glass Onion, in Glass. Specifically, I guess specifically wow, so Miles. People, but so many people won't have seen this movie yet because it was only released in nine hundred theaters across the entire U.S. I thought it was a thousand. I don't know. Whatever. A hundred theaters doesn't make a difference across the whole U.S. This is true. And <laughs> it's like not two com- extra theaters a state. It's not coming out till the twenty third on Netflix. Wait, seriously? Yeah. So, everybody will listen to this on Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. (laughs) A spoiler alert for everything we ever talk about, but... Yeah, uh, (laughs) Elias. Mm -hmm. Icebreaker. Okay. Jesus does a lot of miracles in the Bible. Quite a few. Yes. If you could choose one miracle... Okay. That you could always do. Uh-huh. It would be your power. My superpower. Okay. To always heal or always cast out demons. Okay. Or always change things into wine. Yes. What would Just it... change things. Yes. Change things into Any wine. liquid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, which, which one would you choose? This has to be a specifically a Jesus miracle. Uh, yeah. I mean, aren't they all Jesus miracles? I, well... Everything is, is made through him and for him. Yeah, so. I mean, is there any miracle that, like, Elijah did that m- Jesus didn't do? Well, <laughs> someone a bear to maul someone. <laughs> um, it, at the end of John, it yeah. says, and Jesus did many more miracles, and they couldn't fit in this book. So who knows? <laughs> maybe, maybe Jesus summoned even more bears. Pontius Pilate was going down. <laughs> 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 I like this. No, I was just trying to think. I thought I thought you were going to go a different direction where you're like, is there any miracle that we could say like wasn't like Yes, it was all done through the power of God. Yeah. And I was going to be like, and I was with like Jesus's approval, I'm guessing. Sure. I was going to say the closest I can think of is I think it's Joshua who like makes the sun and the moon stand still. You know what I'm talking about? There's like a yes. battle. Yes. And there's like a specific there, line. There, are, there is two ways to think of that. Um, you can actually literally think the sun stood still, mm-hmm. or there is a more nuanced view of it of like um, good and bad omens, where the enemy army yeah. believed in specific omens, and one of them was like the placement of the sun in the sky, in the moon in the sky at yeah. the beginning of the battle. Yeah, and there is a way to read that passage in where it looks like Joshua was actually asking for, hey, make sure at the beginning of the battle the sun's right there and the moon's over there because they'll take that as a bad sign and not fight very hard and will win. And, and I don't know much about it, but it, it did. It, if you have someone explain it to you properly, you're like, okay. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I can accept that as hmm. another way of thinking. Interesting. My problem with people's arguments against that miracle is they're like, there'll be tidal waves and the, <laughs> and the magnetic, magnetic poles would go crazy if the earth stopped spinning. And I'm just like, 
two things. If God can stop the earth from spinning, he can t- stop any tidal wave he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Other thing, I... <laughs> so flat earth must be true. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Checkmate, atheist. <laughs> Other thing, if, there's a, if it's a miracle and you think that's a problem with it, all we have to do is say, this is how Joshua and his people interpreted this. Yeah. And you can just say God slowed down time for a little bit for these people. They were able to, I guess, from the outside, look like they were moving fast. Like, like it's not that complicated. <laughs> like, all it has to do, all you have to do for this miracle to be true is for the people in this one area to view things that way. Yeah. I mean, that's literally the entirety of the Noah's Ark where people are like, the entire planet flooded? Right. Really? Where the water go? And then there's those people who are like, oh... There is actually a lot of evidence that, like, this specific basin in Mesopotamia or whatever, like, flooded and very, very quickly. Yeah. And if over a period of four weeks. Yeah. And (laughs) if you are, you know, living there, you that would be your entire world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you, uh, if you have have never left your city. Uh, it's hard to imagine the world being more than like a 50 mile radius around I, you. I do, like, I do love that for like specific cities like Chicago. I imagine yeah. like never leaving Chicago and you're just like, the planet be windy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's just certain things like that that I really love. If, but, anyways, if like the Great Lake flooded Chicago, you'd be like, yep. That was the whole world. <laughs> that, was, that was the planet. I had to move up like three stories, which wasn't a big deal. Because we got a lot of buildings, a lot of tall buildings. <laughs> but no, no, no. Anyway, like, it seriously, though. Ha- it, yeah, it, you can still believe it was a world flood. There are periods in Earth's history where there was no land. Yeah. It's not impossible. Yeah. But it, you don't have to believe that for the biblical story from a human perspective to still... Why, why would you say anything else? I was going to say, no, literally like, Why every... would you not say the world flooded? Right. You can't see land. You've never experienced this before. <laughs> like, yeah, no, 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 literally. And that's the thing. Every miracle has to be from a human perspective. But anyways, the point is, you asked me a question. Yes, yes. Um, um, <laughs> do you have an answer? I mean, he can fly, kind of. <laughs> kind of. I, I was going to say, my two, my two that I would pick are either... Uh, the Holy Spirit coming and landing on my shoulder in the form of a dove. Um, <laughs> You're just one. You have influence to make one dove do one thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to stop me. <laughs> I can make a dove land on my shoulder. Um, the other one would be stopping storms. Okay. Oh, that is pretty good. That's a pretty good one, I That's think. <laughs> Okay, okay. Because I, I already have the power to cast out demons in the name of Christ, so... You don't. The Holy Spirit does. Get it right. <laughs> I mean, I think we're splitting I mean, hairs. actually, we do have the authority. I'm going to say, yeah, I was going to say, I was like... Like, the disciples did without the Holy Spirit, so yeah, that's... I'm going to say, man. Like, but, like, now... Yeah, read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, I guess like, uh, the, the people in heaven that said, Lord, Lord, we did many great deeds in your name, say they cast out demons. Mm-hmm. And God's not like, no, you didn't. You know? <laughs> but clearly, the Holy Spirit wasn't with these people, yeah. so... Anyway, <laughs> moving on, I guess you're right. You want control over demons, but you can already do that. Uh, but okay, so my well, thing, not not con- control is a strong word. <laughs> authority, yeah, 
Anyways, but no, no, no. But you, subjugation. Subjugation. <laughs> <laughs> Conquest. <laughs> okay, so there's several times in the Gospels where mm-hmm. Jesus is, like, about to get stoned. Yeah. And it oh. just says, like, and he just kind of left. Like, yeah. He, he walked out from the midst of them or whatever. Sure, sure, when sure. When they're getting stones. And, um... <laughs> Uh, I was watching this video, and this guy was like, hey, I don't know if you guys realize this, but that's really difficult to do. <laughs> like, a crowd has gathered around you intent on killing you. You are the thing they are thinking about. They are not being distracted. They want to kill you. How do you get out without anyone noticing? Yeah, that was the power of God. <laughs> I would take that ability and just be like, yeah, I can just make people not notice me anymore. Yeah. And just like the, whatever the situation, they just don't see me as me anymore. Oh my gosh. I can't remember the dude. There's an X-Men who has that power. Yeah. People forget him when they don't see him. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I can't remember. Ironically. we forget him. Yeah. No, no, no. But he, right. yeah. Because yeah, Professor X has to like a 15 minute reminder. Yeah. This guy exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then after Cyclops killed him. Spoilers. Uh, you, there was nobody to, he was like, to remember him. And he was him. like. Oh. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Anyway, so yeah, um, I would take that ability or miracle, um, and just to walk in through a crowd and no one notice. Um, I think it would be very useful. <laughs> one for spreading like the gospel, like yeah, you know that like the island where that one missionary got killed because yeah. he was trying to approach it. They won't even notice me. Just like show up. Yeah. <laughs> and when they want to kill me, just leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no problems here, man. <laughs> they want to kill me. Yeah. Uh, and there's also nefarious things I could do with that, I guess. Nefarious. I like that just, the, your word walk, choice was nefarious. Yeah. Walk in to the White House. No one cares. <laughs> okay, my issue is that you said nefarious. Yeah. I would use it just for exploring. Yeah, like you say, like I would go into the White House. Yeah, yeah. And I then, would definitely be in the archives of every museum ever. Yeah, I would definitely be in the back of the Vatican where I'm not supposed to be. Be yeah. like, what? What have you been hiding back here? <laughs> I need to know <laughs> you with it. I want it like a found footage film. Like you've got like a tiny camcorder yeah, in your a, hand. I can take a massive camera with me. <laughs> right. I can take a whole film crew. <laughs> a film crew. Like the disciples Surprisingly, too. Right, know? right. <laughs> Surprisingly, him and his 12 homies seem to get out wherever they go. <laughs> they get out of any situation they want to get out of. Yeah. So that's, I mean, when Jesus is crucified, you have to know he he, he let that happen. He yeah. could have just turned on the whatever. Turned on the whatever. And just walked on out of there. Yeah. <laughs> The Roman guards are like whipping him, and he just gets up and walks out. Like, Where'd he go? <laughs> he was he's, here in a minute. He's like, ago. "We're about to give you the forty lashes minus one." And on number thirty-eight, he's like, "Ah, man, this sucks," and just like stands up. And Thirty-nine walks. is a lot. <laughs> Golly, I, you know, I can't do the one more. I'm gonna go get some strength training in, and then <laughs> can go get some pre-workout. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. So not. Not to act too casual about Jesus. Uh, but yeah, that's... If I could, like, perform one miracle, I think that would be very useful. Yeah. Um, and uh, for for holy means. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> and I I love storms. Uh, people who know me very well know this. Yeah, does, I, lo- does I love God storms. Ever, does Jesus himself ever make a storm happen, or does he ever calm, only ever calm them down? 
I think he only ever calms him down. I think he only ever calms him down. I can't think of an example of him. Another good one? Bread and fish I mean, multiplying? Like when he died. Like, you know, there is like all the <laughs> oh, stuff yeah, the about... Sky darkens. Sky darkens. And I mean, oh, oh, that would be a fun miracle. I can tear curtains in two. <laughs> Any curtain. Any curtain. Anywhere. Titanium curtain. Iron Done. curtain? <laughs> That's coming down as of yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> the Berlin Wall coming down is an act of God. Yeah. If it weren't for Jesus's crucifixion, it would have never. It would have never come down. I mean, everything in that sense is an act of God. You yeah. know, like oh my gosh, it all happens with His permission. You know, yeah. You know, he, He's in charge. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, thanks for listening to that. If <laughs> if you want to tell us what uh, miracle you would take on from jesus uh that you would always be able to do let us know at ocvepod.com or ocvepod at gmail.com or at ocvepod on facebook or twitter we'd love to hear from you um (laughs) anyway uh what i was saying earlier is another good answer is like food multiplication yeah that'd be great that would be very helpful (laughs) for everyone on earth just to be able to be like yeah, yeah, I can see that we have one King's Hawaiian roll left. <laughs> now we have 50. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, it's even cooler than just be like, now we have 50. It's just like, hey, how about mm-hmm. you take that Hawaiian roll and you eat as much as it, of it as you want and then pass it on to the next guy. And then everyone is full somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one's like, you ate that whole Hawaiian roll, and then you look down, and there's a whole Hawaiian roll yeah. to hand to the next guy. <laughs> How is this happening? <laughs> like, that's that's the really cool part about it. It's yeah. not just like... And no one got sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like everyone, like, tore their piece off. Yep. And handed it to the next guy, and no one even noticed. And then they just kept passing around until everyone had enough to to fill them up. And and there was a ton left. Like yeah, oh man, that's that's just the coolest way to pull it off. Is all I'm I love. I've always loved how nonchalant the Bible is in describing that. Yeah, where it's just like, and then Jesus broke bread. You know, and it's yeah. it's it's just like yeah. Well, he left it to heaven and said, "Bless this food." And yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why you pray over the food, so that it will fill us up, I guess. <laughs> that, yeah, that's why. Through God's providence, it will always fill you up, you know? Yeah, that's, again, that, de- that's definitely it. Yeah, that, that's, that's not true. Don't, don't believe that. <laughs> Just Anyways. to clarify. Right. Uh, don't know truth to power stuff going on here, you know? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So getting into the future presentation now, I, I guess I'll go first. I'm going to talk about Rogue One, but more Woo! specifically, one character, uh, K2SO. Um, so in the movie Rogue One, a Star Wars story, we meet a droid character named K2SO, who is pretty entertaining, if I do say so. I love him. <laughs> I love this movie, but yeah. yeah, it's a good movie. I'd say probably my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. But. Is K- is K2SO, is he your favorite character, though? I'd have to rewatch it. Um, I like the pilot. <laughs> I like the you know? pilot. Yeah. He just, he just always calls himself the pilot. I don't know. He's like, name. I'm the pilot. I'm the pilot. I'm the pilot. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, man. Thank, thanks. Why don't you go pilot something? <laughs> right. Anyways. I don't know. I, I think I like, out of all the characters, I think I like Krennic. Director Krennic. Yeah. The bad guy. The bad guy. I think he was a pretty good character. He's a pretty good character. Very entertaining, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was a good movie. Good movie. Not my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. I love... Probably not the best, but it's like definitely in the top five of both of those. Yeah. My top five favorites, it's in there. Top five, like, objectively good Star Wars movies, it's definitely in there. Yeah. No, I I love uh, the dynamic. I I can't remember remember the characters' names, but, like, the monk and the soldier. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, it's just so good. One's named Chirrut. Chirrut. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) but continue. They're they're some good guys. (laughs) Just... With the force, the force with me. Oh my gosh, it's such a good movie. <laughs> you Anyways, just can't stop thinking about the movie now. It's so good. Go watch this movie. Oh, tell me about K two S O in this movie. <laughs> anyway, his uh, backstory <laughs> is that he is a former imperial droid that the rebellion has reprogrammed to be on their side of the war, and that's uh, really all you need to know for this <laughs> presentation. Yep. <clears throat> so. Him being a droid means that he can't really make decisions on his own. He works through his programming. He doesn't really exist in that sense. It's not as if he has a soul that his programming presents information to, and then he decides what to do. That is how I would describe a human experience. But K2SO is his programming. That's it. He cannot be reduced to something smaller, something else. There's nothing in him that try that can reprogram himself in any way. Yeah. Um, but our brain processes information and presents it to us. Uh, that it, it presents it to our souls or our minds, whatever, whichever word you want to use, and then we decide what to do with that information. We can be reduced beyond just our brains. We are not just the synapses going off in our brain. We have a, a in-material mind that is part of us and interacts with our brain um, and our, the rest of our bodies, I guess. But it's all through the brain. Yeah. Anyway, um, I have some evidence for this. Uh, we're going to get into some science right now. <laughs> Woo! So the image processing parts of our brain are like completely mapped out. Um, so from when light hits your retina to the end of that process is completely mapped out we know um the part that processes color is here in your brain and the part that processes the shape of an object is there in our brain and so on for distance we can process the distance in another place and the speed of objects and everything else we have it all mapped out when light hits your eye and you process it We know where everything goes and where everything is processed in your brain. There isn't a section of this process that we don't know about. There isn't a section like there isn't, oh, and now we don't know what happens at this point, but then it jumps to this point. It's completely mapped out. There is nothing more to fill in. There is just what we know. Right. This isn't like, and we'll find out more later. This is it. (laughs) I want to make that very clear. We have it all mapped out, but there is not a single part of your brain devoted to bringing all that information together into a single image. So when you see a, a soda can, you get the color 
from it and one part of your brain processes the color another part of the brain processes the shape another part of your brain processes the distance and whether it's moving or not and all the information you can gather from looking at a soda can and that's it you just get all those pieces of information nothing in our brain is devoted to making the complete object one thing that we can think of right does this make sense? Yeah, I'm following. Okay, nothing brings the information from our eyes that we see into this cohesive 3D environment that we experience m- from moment to moment, every moment of our days. Right. Um, <coughs> and there's no part of the brain that's responsible for that. So to be clear, there is no part of the brain <laughs> that processes sight that we don't know about it's all mapped out there's no other part that puts all this stuff together there it's it's not as if we're going to discover it later it doesn't exist we have this mapped out completely all right (laughs) so the only explanation i am aware of is that our brain parses out all this information about that coke can is red and it says coca-cola on it and it's three feet away from me and it's not moving because it's on a table that's all great information to have you we can classify that in an excel sheet if you want you know (laughs) yeah but there's no where that puts it all together so the only thing i can think of is that we get all this information imagine it's in an excel sheet if you want and our brain just puts it there it's like yep that's information and then our mind is actually the thing that is immaterial that observes what the brain processes and actually puts it together and makes the experience that we have and it's usually pretty accurate um so that's my proof of this is that we are not just our brains we are not just quote-unquote our programming in our brains because our programming doesn't create the experience that we all experience yeah <laughs> you know um so that's the only way i can think of it i i mean feel free to come up with a new explanation for that but it can't be well there's this other part of the brain we don't know about because that's just not true <laughs> anyway um K2SO does not have this. He is essentially just a brain if we were going to make him a human. He does not have a soul or a mind that takes that information and makes it into something it can that it can K2SO can experience. He doesn't have a mind. Uh, he cannot do anything other than what he is programmed to do. It's not as if they reprogrammed him and with a logic center and just let him experience things and he chose to be on the empire side you know yeah (laughs) he's not which is what a human being would be you know (laughs) yeah and it's not as if the rebellion got to him and said like hey read this book and then he changed his mind or anything Yeah, yeah, yeah um the idea of how k2so works if that was a human being would be called compatibilism Um, So compatibilism is the idea that you are essentially programmed in a certain way by whoever, whatever created you, whether that's God or evolution or nature, whatever you want to say. But you still have free will because whatever programmed you knew what you would decide if you had free will. Essentially, it's compatible with your free will because your programming would never 
go against what you would have decided otherwise, essentially. Um, but at the end of the day, you have no free will. <laughs> if that's the way we function, if we're all just pre-programmed and predetermined to do everything we're going to do, react certain ways, and there's no decisions that we actually make because the quote-unquote programming of our minds, of our not our minds, sorry, of our brains just does that, then you have no free will. You're just a machine. You're a droid <laughs> in Star Wars. You're just taking in information and reacting. You're not making a decision about how to do anything. The decision is made for you in your programming, and you're just carrying that out, you know? So at the end of the day, if that's what you think the world is like, then you don't think we have free will. And you can, some people will say, well, yeah, I have free will, but my free will is to do what my programming says. Well, then I, I don't know what kind of word game you're playing, but that, that's not how that works. Um, but all of this to say that this is not how God and people work. I don't think it's factually accurate. We do have free will and we make real choices. And when we choose God, we really do choose him. Not that we can choose him without his intervention. It's not as if you would have chosen him if he didn't make himself available. But the fact is that you do choose God. Now, he has to choose you first. And whoever chooses first is really what matters in this, which is why I'm at the very... Um, I'm probably a four-point Calvinist. Because <laughs> it doesn't really matter if I actually actively chose him because I can't choose him unless he chooses me. But I do choose him. So when K2SO started working for the good side, the rebellion, it wasn't his decision. It was something that happened to him. He met people, they took over, and they told, told his programming what to do. And now he agrees with them, not because he chooses to, but because that's just what he does now. So he didn't choose to be a good droid, <laughs> sadly, because he does like give up his life or whatever a droid equivalent of life would be for this cause that he never even chose. But the same would be true on the other side, too, so I guess it's not that bad. In comparison, you know, either way, he's going to give up his life for whatever cause he is programmed to be on, you know. But when we choose God, the Holy Spirit enters in and influences us, and we are sanctified rather than just god rewriting our code and now we have to choose him because that's what our code says now um it is all our choice there is this great relationship that we get to have with god not because he chose us and just said hey now you like me you know <laughs> now you get to, now you choose me done um it's still our choice. We still have free will. And that's why the Holy Spirit doesn't just take over our bodies and we're not like possessed by God in that. And he controls all our actions. We choose to follow along and let the Holy Spirit influence us rather than take over us, even though we might use that language sometimes. Um, and, it, and it's wonderful because that means we get to have a real relationship with God in which is what he truly desires for us to have with him um, is that real relationship and that real relationship requires choice and and so my point is k2so yeah he ends up on the good side but he's not a good guy because he can't be good he can only be what he is you know but yeah we can be good or bad because we can choose we are not just things that do things and they are perceived as good or bad but they're we are people who make choices 
who couldn't make other choices, but we made the ones we did, and so we can be on the good side or the bad guy, bad side if we choose to. And it's nice because that means I get to choose to be in a relationship with God instead of him taking over. He continues to allow me to make that choice, but he, but with my consent, <laughs> he influences me uh, towards holiness, towards righteousness, and he sanctifies me through my choices and through his influence, but not through his control. And I, I just, I like that distinction. I think it is uh, the proper way to think about this. Not that, <clears throat> if you think about it otherwise, I, I don't think you're like unholy or not a Christian or anything. I just think you're factually wrong. <laughs> and I, I don't know, uh, Elias even might disagree with me on that, but I think it's a good starting point for having that kind of conversation with someone um, about whether we have real choice and whether we can truly have a good relationship with God uh, and a true relationship with God if we don't have that choice, if he's making all the choices for us. So anyway, Elias, do you have a, anything else to add? No, because okay. that, that's a very long conversation. <laughs> um, but I mean, my, my thoughts on that basically boil down to God knew all of the choices we would make before we ever made them. Right. And so they are accounted for. Um, and us, you know, us choose because the idea is that like God knows us so intimately, he would know everything we would ever do. Um, also he experiences past, present and future simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's like all of these plans that he would make, um, like us, like whatever we do, like I said, it's, it's already accounted for. We have complete and total free will, um, in that God is never, I don't know, I guess wrong, quote unquote, when he chooses us. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the example of K2SO, you can't be wrong. They could have pulled any imperial droid and right. reprogrammed it, and it would just be like, okay, cool. There's never going to be like a error program. It cannot accept, you know, like, it, yeah. no, it's just reprogrammed. Done. Like, you know, and it's so like, yeah. There, there's that's not a, a droid that can refuse that. Exactly. Because and it's so, not a choice. And that is yeah. another, that it would, I, well, yeah, in that case, I guess that is something I would like to add is just the, the fact that like, when it comes to this, that is another way where God, again, this is like the third or fourth week in a, in a, in a row where I've, I've stolen your thing here, but this, this is something that shows like where God is superior mm -hmm. um, <laughs> in this is that when God, you know, like offers us this choice, um, he is never wrong, but you know, there is also that idea of like hell's doors are locked from the inside or gates right. rather are locked from the inside where it's like, there are some people who, you know, want no part of God's kingdom and you know, God is just like, okay, you know what? You live your life. You do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. Your choices are accounted for. You are allowed to reject me. Right. And so you go ahead. When it comes to like a droid getting reprogrammed, it, it's not like you get reprogrammed and it rejects the reprogramming. Yeah. <laughs> like it, that, unless there's some other program that's rejecting it, you know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like yeah. that's not something K2SO could have done. Yeah. Like um, there is no choice that is made. And so like you can't punish him if he is on the Imperial side. Right. He can't do wrong is, is one of the points. Yeah. But God is just. Yeah. And even though he can has accounted for every decision we have 
made and will make he's not making us make those decisions he's just like yeah that's what you're gonna do yeah. you know <laughs> but he's just in that like because we are really making those decisions he can punish us yeah. because those are real decisions they're not just thick it's not for like k2so he can't act otherwise yeah. Even if there was some soul or mind in him that wanted to, right. he wouldn't be able to do it. Right. He's He would be, like, imprisoned in his own body <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that he has no control over. Yeah. So he can't be held accountable for his actions. But we can. Yeah. Because we aren't imprisoned in our own bodies without control over our actions. We do choose. Yeah. And so God is just in the punishments. And if the world doesn't work the way that I described or in some way similar, <laughs> I don't think it's very difficult for God to be just in punishing someone when they are locked in their body and can't change what their body does, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, they can't even change what thoughts they have, you know? Yeah. But you can because you have real choice. <laughs> yeah. So... Get over it. Like, make different choices. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so that is that. Yes, K2SO. Uh, K2SO. Ah. Gotta love him. Gotta love him. Again, what a movie. Well, I'm going to talk about another what a movie, though. <laughs> Glass Onion. <laughs> Glass Onion. That's it. Just Have you seen Glass Onion? A Knives Out story? A Knives Out, right. Um, or is but, it A Knives Out mystery? I think it's mystery. Who knows? No one... No one's seen this movie. So it's Benoit Blanc. <laughs> so um, ben, Benoit, ben, Benoitty Blanc. Um, but no. So uh, so Glass Onion. Um, basically, uh, a cautionary tale, if you will. Um, I'm not actually going to spoil a whole bunch. I don't know what all was in the trailer. I flew into this movie completely blind, mm-hmm. other than the fact that I knew that the only character returning was going to be Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc. Um, I knew that that was going to be the only returning character. And so I was like, probably. And so like, this was going to be like, um, completely not unrelated from the previous, um, knives out movie. Um, but anyways, um, other than that, the only information I had is, is a murder mystery. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he's bad at, uh, among Us. Yes. <laughs> I, I did not know that. I did not know that. Benoit Blanc, not good at Among Us. Or or Clue. That was the other one he was No, he's, he's good at Clue, but he thinks it's the most unrealistic game he's ever played, so he doesn't like playing it. Oh, I thought I thought it was, he made a point of being like, like it's, it's too neat. I, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he's not good at it. Yeah. But he thinks, like, it should be more complicated than this. And so in his mind, yeah. he makes it more complicated. And so he doesn't win because he's like, but the butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the butler would never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so there's this homie, Miles Braun. Um, he's having a party. He's very rich. Um, and so he's like, uh, if I'm going to have a party and I'm going to invite all of my friends, how am I going to do this? Wait, I know. I'm going to make it a murder mystery party. You know? Have somebody write the story of the, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting killed. Who, mm-hmm. who, Which of you of my friends killed me? Blah, 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 blah. Right? Um, it, it's, it's, it's his murder. Mm-hmm. He's gathered all of his closest homies. They're going to have a great time. There's just one catch. Um, everybody hates him. 
<laughs> Everyone's there just sucking up to him. Yep. To get his money. His money. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he is filthy Cause he, rich. Because he doesn't really have friends. Yeah. He has people that are nice to him to get what he has. Yes. Um, so he, and, and they all owe him big time. Um, he's the reason that all of them are also rich and somewhat famous. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, um, Claire is the governor of Connecticut. Uh, Lionel uh, works for Miles as a tech, tech. Yeah, yeah. a tech person. Um, Birdie is a model. Um, and Duke is a Twitch content creator person um so yes um the point is they are all very deep in miles's pocket just trying to dig out another penny um but they're like oh 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 my gosh it's my miles it's so good to see you miles just uh, abbreviate this moment yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers um, right 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 it doesn't make sense moving on right um but then Benoit Blanc shows up um, uninvited, completely uninvited. Also um, spoilers? I guess. I don't anyway. know. Sure. I, I don't, I don't, I, this, I feel like this is all set up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm not going to. You get, learned this in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And that's what I'm like. Eh. Okay. Anyways. So he, he shows up and it's like, oh, wait. So why, you know, Miles pulls him aside. He's like, hey, why are you here? Um, and then lo and behold, um, Miles is like, "Hey, I I didn't invite you," and he's all like, "Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I got your invitation in your funny little box, and there we go. A bunch of puzzles, a bunch of yeah, very uh, simple little puzzles or whatever it is. Fit for third graders or something. Like yeah, that. I forget what he said, but it, he just, he just completely like you can see Miles's face just like, ow. Um, I spent a lot of money on those stupid puzzles. Um, but anyways. Uh, but yeah, so he's like, okay, cool. You stick around, you know, you compete with this, you can get your iPad and, <laughs> and what um, do we win? <laughs> what do we win? If, you know, if it's a game, I thought, you know, it's so funny now, like looking back on the movie, like yeah. just the little ways that he pokes and prods yeah. at miles. It, it's, it's very funny, but anyways, um, but I'm not here to talk about spoilers when I'm, this is basically where I'm going to stop talking about the movie. Um, and start talking about the cautionary tale here. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, um, obviously, it is a murder mystery. And so eventually, the murder mystery-ing must start. Someone so, must die. Someone must die. So when they die, um, <laughs> I'm going to step in with some Bible verses. <laughs> hey, um, we gotta hold this funeral. No, no better time to open the Bible. No than, better time to open the Bible than when everyone's when facing already, their own mortality. Whenever, when, whenever he's already not, dead and we can't change his fate. I am, I am not reading the Bible for the dead man. Right, right, right. This is for you guys. Uh, but anyways, you no, guys no, better pay attention. Right. Um, yeah. Anyways, but point is, um, so yeah, Ecclesiastes four nine through ten says two people are better than one because together they have a good reward for their hard work. If one falls, the other can help his friend get up. But how tragic it is for the one who is all alone when he falls. There is no one to help him get up. Mm-hmm. Um, so is and it, then is this one about Andy and and uh, what's his name Miles? Is this about Andy and Because they, they're like this team. Yes. And they think, if I fall, the other one will help me out. 
And instead what happens is one falls and then the other pushed further down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kicked into the mud. Um, but yeah. And so like the idea here, um, is just that like with this and, and another verse Proverbs 18, 24, uh, just one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now this is in Proverbs. And so like that second part, obviously like later, like we look at this and we're like, Oh, okay. So Jesus, um, <laughs> but that first part, the like one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, um, mm-hmm. is just this thought of like, like miles finds himself in the situation where like, obviously is movie and so by end of movie bad guy must be beat um <laughs> and so i don't feel like that's any kind of crazy spoiler um so yeah there's that but like with that i just want to say that you know he has surrounded himself um with with all of these people who have very good reason to kill him there's a point where uh Benoit is kind of like making basically a clue board where he's like, who has, who had the motive to kill and who had the ability to the kill opportunity, yeah, yeah. the opportunity to kill. And it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, everyone has a motive and everyone, everyone has, has opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. And, and so it's like, yeah. And that's why clue is not a good game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause, Cause it's never just one person who has both. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but with all of this being said, um, yeah, it's just like Miles has surrounded himself with specifically people who he has like explicitly like extorted mm-hmm. and like done everything that he can to like just push them further and further under his thumb um, and is treating these little like vacations as ways to like meet up with them. them. Yeah, yeah, and just further manipulate them. Um, yeah, he has unreliable friends because they aren't friends. They are not friends. <laughs> yeah. Um Proverbs twenty eight twenty three, which I some put down twice for some reason. We're gonna ignore that. Uh, you didn't need to know that, but yeah, whoever rebukes now a man, well, yeah, whoever rebukes a man will later on find more favor than someone who flatters with his words. And like, very true, you know, when you rebuke someone and you tell them truthfully, like, hey, Miles, I'm sorry, I can't do this for you. I can't, you know, help you out with this project, like you're helping him grow, you know, <laughs> you're, you're forcing him to confront the truth in a sense, mm-hmm. um, where it's like, yeah, that's better for someone yeah. than just like going along with it. All these, and, all these friends, quote unquote, yes, big quotations, big uh, quotations. are, are just there to make him feel good, you yeah. know? And if one of them, if they had called him out and said like, Hey, here's your problems. Here's how we need to work on these and how I can help you and yeah. how you can help me yeah. and actually be friends. Right. I mean, in the, by the time the movie starts, he's helped all these people kind of, um, and now they're just stuck flattering him all the time and he can't be a better person anymore. Yeah. And so he is this person in Ecclesiastes. How tragic is it for one who falls, uh, who is all alone when he falls, you know, yeah. he's, at this point where the story of the movie is him falling, you know? Yeah. And he's all alone. Yeah. At, by this point, like, all these friends aren't friends anymore. Right. Because he doesn't want rebuke. He wants flattery, you know? Yeah. And so he doesn't profit anything. Right. And part of his non-profit, <laughs> lack of profit, is that he falls and no one's there for him anymore. Yeah. Um, which... 
ties in to my final verse that I want to bring up, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, just very simple, do not be misled, bad company corrupts good character. Um, there's a point in which like somebody could have rebuked him, you know, somebody could have said something, somebody could have been like, hey man, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing for me, but like, uh, you're kind of being the worst about this. Right, you're and, like <laughs> holding it over my head that you helped me. Yeah, you know? and... And that's not what friends do. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, like his bad character has corrupted them and their bad character is further corrupting him. And it's this like terrible cycle. Yeah, and it's an endless cycle of no good character anymore. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. And they're just all complicit in this relationship, you know, right. um, where they're all like, he's going to ruin me. Welp, I'm in this deep. And, right. <laughs> and just like, running with it you know um where like he i guess at in the past he was a good guy because he did he was very charismatic he did really inspire them and help them out yeah and they aren't genuinely good people (laughs) so because they like one they don't call him out when he starts manipulating them because he helped them yeah and two like (laughs) they they just take the help and don't say thanks, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, like, he's in a position where he can't really do anything but manipulate them because that's how he has these friends, you know? Right. And so, so yeah. It, it corrupts him in this way, and then it turns out, well, now he's really not a good guy, and now right. we're all stuck with this really bad guy. Right. But it's kind of like the first movie in that way where it's all like, Everyone here is a terrible person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I've noticed that in the Ryan Johnson films. Yeah. He really hates rich people. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, seriously. But he will work for Disney. He will work. <laughs> oh, you betcha. No, um, but no, it's it's funny. Um, or not funny, but it, it's it's interesting to look at this and just say that like um, this, this, I don't know, this point of no return that we've already passed, like he he's at a position now where like, at some point, if he had been approached, the impetus is then on him, you know, right. to change. I'm not saying he's going to change. Um, you know, he could be rebuked. Um, but his, you know, quote unquote, unreliable friends um, have not done so. They've not rebuked him. Because um, mm-hmm. at that point, like I said, at that point, it's on him to actually be like, oh, you know, they know me. I should probably do something about this. Instead of changing, it's just like double down. Right. And like leave there like both sides double down right you know and, and they they both then have this bad company that corrupts their good character right um so but, all the good parts of either side of this are now gone yes which was funny while you were talking about star wars i was thinking i was like oh it's kind of like what i'm going to talk about a little bit with the idea of like free will and like yeah who is you know like you, you have the opportunity to grow unlike unlike i mean again tying into your thing but like unlike k2so who like is static like inherently right. as a character but like in in, in my movie um <laughs> like they're human beings you know and you can you could see like in little flashbacks of like how it was when they first met like you can see their their opportunity for growth and such mm-hmm. um and you can see where instead of growing they're like we're just gonna like hard in the other direction um, and all just become much worse people. Um, but anyways, 
Um, yeah, that's I, like I said, I just wanted this to be like a little, a little warning thing. I just, I saw, I don't, I don't have like a bigger overarching message or anything or overarching message for this or anything. Just simply the idea of like, here we have an example of this friend group that just like truly is just the worst. Um, they, they, (laughs) and they all feed into each other. And they all feed into each other's awful. And then then they're like all dependent on each other. And now they're not even friends. Yeah. They're just a bunch of people that manipulate each other. Yeah. Yeah. And like the people who aren't miles all recognize the situation and their bonding isn't even over like friend stuff anymore. It's It's like, man, I hate miles, man. I really hate miles. (laughs) Wish I could do Uh, miles. Oh, you didn't hear that last thing I said, did you? <laughs> but anyways, no, it's it's just it's just this whole thing um, where they're just like all doing literally any like they will stab each other in the back to make sure that they can curry more favor with Miles and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, point being, um, it, it's it's just it is what it is, you know. Um, but they're they're just they're just all horrible people, and like the Bible gives such a clear um, representation of like real friends and how they treat each other. Yeah, Jesus uh, is our friend, and he rebukes us and his disciples constantly. Yes, <laughs> it's like you fool. One of my favorites, and I, I mean very cold take here but sons of thunder yeah yo (laughs) (laughs) he's just making fun of them you know right 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 cool nickname though cool nickname (laughs) anyway yeah so good movie uh moral of the movie is essentially like keep the friends around you that are going to call you out right and don't become dependent on those people yeah that help you out when the (laughs) unless they are actually like decent people yeah um but actually really good movie so check it out whenever you can yeah anyway you want to take us out yeah gladly uh i can do that i think i hope um but yeah um so this is ocve pod um you can listen to us um wherever you're listening to us um but more importantly that is true you can get in contact with us at ocvepod.com uh ocvepod um on facebook or twitter or at ocvepod.com com um so there you go at gmail.com or at gmail i already said dot com didn't at yeah. G- yeah at gmail.com so anyway. whoops yeah if you have anything you want to add about k2so or free will or glass onion a knives out mystery uh we'd love to hear it or if you have your own thing you want to talk to us about go for it we also want to hear that so uh anyway thanks for being here talk to you next week bye bye, bye.